Uh, Luke chapter 17, we've been talking about faith around here for the last couple weeks in a series we call Foundations, Foundations of Our Faith, and uh, we're building our faith up over this month, and the last couple weeks we've been in Hebrews chapter 11. Today, we're going to look at a story from Jesus in Luke chapter 17, so if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 17, and we'll get there in a minute. Let me just set it up. Uh, we're going to jump in around verse 5 and, and read verse 6 and on. But before this, before those verses, Jesus is talking to his disciples about forgiveness. The F word, all right? Forgiveness, right? And uh, how many know that? That forgiveness... Mmm, that can be tough, right? It can be tough uh, to do that. And so here was the response to Jesus. Increase our faith. We're going to need some more faith for this. If we're going to really do this thing, uh, we're going to need more faith. But it's funny because... The disciples are, are looking like, you know, we're missing something and maybe you felt like other people have more faith than you. But Jesus takes this subject, which some people can make complex, and Jesus takes what might be complex for some people and makes it simple. And, and so again, today we're going to see where he makes it simple for us to understand faith. And, and so what he, what he boils down to is you really... You really already have faith. You have faith. You just need to exercise or stretch the faith you have. And so get ready at home. Have you got your yoga pants on at home? Uh, okay. Uh, because we're going to stretch. We're going to do some stretching today. How many are ready to stretch? Uh, we're ready to stretch our Faith. I don't know, somebody might be on a Peloton right about now watching or something like that, sweating like crazy and, and watching this. So, so you're already ahead of us because we're going we're gonna to stretch our faith because Jesus, in talking about faith, says stretchy faith can be supernatural faith. And if you just stretch out the faith you do have, one day Jesus came to a guy and just said, Stretch out your hand, and the man's hand was healed. All he did was stretch it out, but he stretched it out in faith. And today, I believe if somebody else stretch out, supernatural things can happen in your life. You ready? I said, are you ready? How many are ready at home? All right, type it in the chat. I'm ready. All right, here's supernatural faith. Here's what supernatural faith is is it comes from God. It comes from God. God gives everyone a measure of faith. And here's how Jesus put it in Luke chapter 17, verse five. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And again, they're thinking, I don't know that we've got enough. I don't think, and, and I'm telling you, everybody under the sound of my voice, either in this room or online, has enough faith to get saved. Okay, that, that's kind of where it starts. You've got enough faith to get saved because you need a Savior. 
right? You need a savior because it's not enough to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to think that way anymore. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to live a perfect life. I'm going to be a perfect person. How's that working for you? Huh? Even the Apostle Paul, even the Apostle Paul said, you know what? I want to do stuff and I don't do it. And, and then there's stuff I want to do and I don't do that. And here was his response to that. Oh, wretched man that I am. How many are wretched here today? <laughs> I may be honest enough to say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little wretched I'm a little wretched. And uh, don't point to other people now. Just keep it to yourself, all right? We're talking about you, all right? So, so, so listen, we, we can't do it. We can't get good enough to go to heaven. We can't get good enough. But the good news is you don't have to be good enough. Jesus was good enough in a sacrifice for you. He who had no sin became sin so that you who are full of sin could be full of forgiveness and go to a heaven you don't deserve. How many think that's good news? That, that is good news. That's good news. And, and whether you're at home or whether you're in this room, you've got enough faith to act on that. To, to just act on it. And then Jesus, he says, he says in verse six, if, if you have faith, okay, you, you don't have to have a certain amount of faith or whatever, just if you have faith, because it's really not about you. It, it's not about your great faith. Are you, look, check out your faith biceps, you know? You just, you are so, so incredible. It's, no, 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 Jesus like, no, 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 no. It, it's not about, you, you don't have to worry about it. It's, it. We learned this on Wednesday night at our night of worship. It's equal opportunity. Faith is equal opportunity. And, and so God's given you a measure of faith. And here's what he goes on to say. He says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can speak. Uh, Jesus, Jesus says it just takes little, little faith. Somebody say little. Yeah. Now say it this way. Little. <laughs> there you go. That was good. At this second service, you, you, you're with me, all right? Little, little faith. In other words, Jesus is saying minute faith can have miraculous power. And he compares small seed faith with big time problems, like a tree. We'll get there in a moment. But disciples, they're wanting power. And, and Jesus says, no, 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 what you need is to be planted. You need to be planted. Because it's interesting to me, he could have used sand. He could have said, now, if you have faith as small as a grain of sand, right? Because often in the Bible that God would speak about sand, he's told Abraham, hey, your seed, your, your offspring are going to be as many as the sand of the seashore. You're not even going to be able to count them. But Jesus didn't use sand. You know why I don't think he used sand? It's because sand can't grow. 
so you seed. And he said, seed, if you plant it and it looks like it isn't much, he says, hang on, because it can grow and it can change and it can develop and it can do amazing things that you can't even believe are possible. Hey, good news today. Some of you, you're planted in the house of the Lord, right? How many got planted in a seat today? <laughs> you got planted, right? You're planted. Some of you at home, you're planted in, on the sofa right now or whatever, and you're watching me up above the fireplace or wherever that, that might be. And I'm just telling you, when you get planted with God, that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, it's not about the, having great faith. It's about planted faith. It's about being planted in the Lord. And when you're like that, hey, it can grow and accomplish amazing things. Now, not only does God give us the faith, but here's the second thing we see in this story is faith, this, this overcoming miraculous faith, supernatural faith, it says what God says. It says what God says. Look at it in verse six. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, and he's probably planting or, or you know, pointing to it, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Now, mulberry trees, I Googled it, all right? And they were common in that area, and um, they would grow from 30 to 80 feet in the air, and so Jesus is pointing at one of them, and, and they all knew about mulberry trees, and here's one of the things about mulberry trees, is they have deep roots, a lot of sophisticated, strong root system, and they're so much so that some of these trees, it would require 13,488 pounds of pressure to uproot it. How many, that's a little bit more than you curl uh, each week, right? It's a little, little more. Uh, it'd take a lot of us, right, to get a mulberry tree out of the ground. And, and so Jesus says, I'm telling you, if you have mustard seed faith, you can say to a mulberry tree, and you know how deep-rooted a mulberry tree is. You know how strong it is. And he says, it looks big, but if you have small faith in a big God, you can do big things. I'm talking to somebody today. You've got big problems in your life. You've got big situations in your life. You've got deep-rooted issues that have been there for a long, long time. And Jesus said, if you just use the little bit of faith you have today, you could say to that mountain, be moved, and it will move. You can move trees, even with your faith. And it may seem strange to go around talking to trees, right? You know, if you're out in your backyard speaking to your trees or whatever, neighbors liable to call somebody, right? Um, Rochelle likes to plant 
a lot of flowers at our house, and she'll go talk to them. You know, oh, you're blooming. And, oh, and she's heard that. And somebody told me after the last service, they said, it's true. There's scientific uh, proof to it that if you speak to plants, they'll, they'll grow. I don't know. So maybe that helps you with your horticulture or whatever. Uh, see, you came today. You didn't know you were going to get all these benefits, and you tuned in online. But, but Jesus says, Hey, you, you speak to the tree and you think, well, it doesn't even have ears. Well, well what is that going to do? Listen, Jesus one day is walking by a tree. It doesn't have fruit on it. And Jesus says, you can be cursed. And they were like, oh, okay. And then the Bible says they came back later the next day and the tree was dead after he spoke to it. One day, Jesus is in a boat with the disciples and a storm comes up on the sea and they're afraid. And listen, when fishermen are afraid, it's a big storm. And they said, Lord, wake up. I can't believe you're sleeping. Uh, we're about to die out here and you don't even care. And here's what the Bible says. Scripture says, Jesus got up on that boat and spoke to the wind and spoke to the waves and commanded them to be still, and they did. And the disciples said, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him. See, Jesus talked to wind. He talked to waves. He talked to trees. He talked to things. And, and let me tell you something. Here, here's a lesson for some of you. You need to start speaking to things in your life, maybe. You need to say, job, come to me. You need to say, children, come to Jesus. You need to say, husband, come home again. You need to say maybe to your finances, hey, get in alignment. I'm, I'm believing, I'm trusting God. Devil, get out of my house. Somebody needs to speak to your situation. Sickness, be gone. House, sell. What do you need to move in your life today. Are you saying what he says? Or are you saying what they say? You get on the phone or you're texting somebody, yeah, the economy's bad. Yeah, it's getting worse out there. Boy, it's rough. It's tough. I, I don't know. I don't see any change. It doesn't look any better this week than it looked last. It doesn't look like my family's coming any more together. It, let me tell you something. Your words matter. For good or worse, your words matter. And Jesus says you need to take the little bit of faith that you have and you need to start using it and speaking and commanding instead of complaining. Hello, somebody. You need to quit complaining and start commanding 
for that situation to change. Jesus taught how to speak to trees, and he's not talking about moving the, the, the trees in your neighborhood. He's talking about big problems. He's talking about mountains. He's talking about storms. I was reading this week about Martin Luther in the 1500s. Martin Luther was the father of the Protestant Reformation, and he had a good friend and an assistant. His name was Frederick Myconius. And in 1540, Myconius became sick and was expected to die. And so on his deathbed, he wrote a letter to his good friend, Martin Luther, and it was a tender farewell letter, like I'm about to leave this world. And when Luther got that message, he immediately shot off a reply. And here's what he said. I command thee in the name of God to live because I have need of thee in the work of reforming the church. The Lord will never let me hear that thou art dead, but will permit thee to survive me. For this I am praying. This is my will, and may my will be done because I seek only to glorify the name of God. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty bold. <laughs> sounds a little brash, maybe, to say something like that. But I want you to know when Myconius got that letter, he couldn't even talk anymore. But by the time he read that letter, here's what started to happen. He started to recover from his illness and he lived six more years and actually outlived Martin Luther by two months. Just like Martin Luther said, I'm telling you, it's time to start speaking to your mountain. It's time to start speaking in faith to your situation. Quit complaining, quit talking in fear and unbelief and walking around with people who bring you down. Instead, start speaking out the faith words of God. I shall not die but live and glorify God in my life. I mean, God takes this serious. I was thinking about this this week, and so I looked it up again. Jeremiah. Jeremiah is being called by God to be a prophet of God to the people of Israel and to tell them this nation is off course. Now, that's not a popular message. And, and so he says, you're, you're going to get up and tell everybody to straighten it out to get back to the Bible and, and you're Israel and you're supposed to be following God and you've not been following God and that's why you're in the mess you're in. And so God was wanting to use Jeremiah like that. And here's what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter one, I think it's about verse six or seven. He says, well, I'm just too young for that. I, I'm a little young for that job. And God says, shut up. This is my translation, all right? <laughs> you can have your own. Be quiet. You're young, 
Don't you think I know that? I formed you. I was the day. I was there the day the seed and the egg came together in your mama's womb. I formed you, made you of who you are, and I'm calling you. I know who you are, Jeremiah. I'm going to use you, and you don't even know this, but you'll, you'll figure it out when you get to heaven. You're going to write a book, and it'll be one of the biggest books in the Bible. All because I know who you are. Listen, it's not so much important that you know who you are. It's that God knows who you are. And when you know what God knows, then you can start being used of God in faith to do things that you couldn't do on your own. Who am I talking to today? Less complaining, more commanding. You don't whine at your mountain. Okay? You don't whine at your tree. Oh, it's still there. Look out there. It's still out there. It's, it's getting taller. The roots are getting deeper. It's just, oh, it's oh, well, who else can get it with me in my misery? No, who else can help me speak faith today? Who else can help me to speak the words of life over this situation? Enough of this negative talk. God says, hey, be quiet. I know who you are. I want to use you in spite of you. Just watch me. I'll put my hand on you. All right, let's move on. Number three, here's the third thing, is it has, there's this kind of faith, it, it has an act of serving. It acts by serving. It, it's interesting because Jesus kind of shifts the conversation. It's a little awkward. It's a little odd how Jesus shifts the situation, but he slides right over from, from supernatural faith into serving. And many of us, I think this is why he does this, because that's where the stretch comes in. That's where the rubber meets the road. Because see, it's one thing to come to church, and it's another thing to be the church. It's one thing to acknowledge God in private, and it's another thing to witness to your neighbor. Hello, somebody? And, and so he, he says, here, here's where the stretch comes in. Look, look at verse 7. He, he goes right on into this. Let's pick it up. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down and eat? But won't he rather say, prepare my supper. Get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. And after that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? And the implication here is, is, is you're a servant. So see, here, here's, here's one good thing is the pressure's off. You're not the owner. Hello? You're the servant. And, and so... As a servant of God, it's not about your faith or how great you are. No, no, in humility, he says, you're just serving. And then all glory goes to the master. All glory goes to him. 
And, and he, there's a connection here between faith and serving. Look, look at verse 10. So you also, he's talking to them, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, well, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. See, God wants you to have a heart of a servant. He says, Jeremiah, it's not about you. It's about me. You're just going to be the mouthpiece. You're just going to be the one I'm using. Moses, it's not about you. It's about me. I'm just choosing you to use you. Peter, I know you think you can't handle it or whatever. You stress out and you flip, flip out and whatever, but I'm going to use you to preach the very first sermon after the, on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people are going to get saved and everybody's going to get amazed at it. They're going to talk about it for over 2,000 years. And see, here's how God wants to stretch us today. He wants to let us know that just like this guy, this, this person serving under the master, when, when you're under authority, it gives you authority. See, it's like if you're at work and let's say the boss says, hey, go downstairs, tell everybody that I said we're doing this. And you say, oh, okay. And you go downstairs and you tell everybody, hey, the boss said this. Listen, let me tell you something. They're not going to do it because you said it, right? Hello? It's not because you said it. No, you said the boss said it. All of a sudden, it's got a lot more weight now, right? It's got a lot more punch. It's got a lot more power. And let me tell you something. The reason why you can speak the devils and demons and storms and trees and whatever obstacles are in your life is not because of how great you are. It's because of how great he is. How great he is. And so he says, if you have a servant's heart, then you're going to serve like me. And let me tell you something. We can use a lot more servants. There are a lot of people to reach. There are a lot of people to reach right here in Hendricks County. Have you noticed a few people moving in? How many drive with your eyes open? You know, Right? And people are moving, you know, I think they're moving in because it's an awesome place to live. If you're online and you live somewhere else other than here in the wonderful Midwest and here in central Indiana in the home of Hoosier Hospitality, I'm telling you, you ought to move here next week. We'll take you. Hendricks County can give me a check next week for advertising, all right? Sponsored by, all right? But, but here's, the, here's the thing. The church, the church is the community of faith. See, this, this is where people who are moving here, where they can come and say, oh, I can believe for this situation that's been rooted in my life for years now. I can believe that it can move, that it can cease to have control over me, that it can quit 
ruling and lording over my life. Who am I talking to today that there's a situation in your life that's been rooted, that's been there, and and the enemy says, it's always going to be there. You're always going to deal with this. You're always going to trip over this or whatever. No, no. In Jesus' name, I command it to leave my life today, to be cast into the sea, and I believe that it's done. I have my little faith in a great big God who is able to do anything. Here's how Jesus said it. He said, apart from me, you can't even do anything. But the implication is, with me, you can do anything. With me, you can do anything. When you begin to step out and stretch, miracles are going to happen. For some of you, it'd be like volunteering for the Christmas store, all right? And maybe you've never done that before, and you're like, you know, I'm so busy this time of the year and whatever. And God says, hey, quit making it all about you. I want to use you. Well, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too... No, you're not too anything. No, I can use you to touch somebody else's life. Let me tell you something. God can use you to teach kids about Jesus week after week after week. I was talking to one of our dream team members in between services today, and he was telling me how he loves teaching and helping younger people to know Jesus and to know God's working in their life. Let me tell you something. I want that for every person. Whether you're in the parking lot or all the way to the coffee pot, all right? (laughs) Wherever you serve in the church, I'm just telling you, there's a power that's released. And here's the thing, is some of you, you need to attend growth track to figure it out. See, in growth track, four weeks, the first week you discover the church, the second week you start discovering about you. And then the third week you start, and these are every month, the first, second, third, and fourth Sundays of every month during second service. You can go into growth track and learn and figure out, God put me here for a reason. He put me here for a reason. He put me here for a purpose. And listen, surrendered people are supernatural people. When you surrender to God, Full submission is full power. Let me illustrate it. It's like a rubber band. Anybody love rubber bands? There used to be a song, The Rubber Band Man, all right? You can look it up, all right? But uh, I'm not lying. All right, so, so this rubber band, as it is, as it is, it's not very powerful, it's, it's not mighty. As a matter of fact, if somebody came at me and I said, mm, <laughs> it's not going to be intimidating to them, is it? it it's not like they're going to cower in fear or whatever. However, if I stretch it, right? All of us, how many in school, right? Come on, somebody. Get you, get you some paper wadded up and mm, let me sting somebody, you know. Well, I only saw that done. I didn't do that, all right? <laughs> but, but anyway, hey, hey, it, it, when you're stretched, 
when you're stretched, man, it can be intimidating. It, 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 it can be powerful. Who wants this, huh? Who wants this, huh? Right here? Woo, whoa, that one. That flew, all right, you can get it later. All right, so here, here's the thing. Is faith is like that. Faith is useless unless it's stretched. That rubber band isn't worth anything unless it's stretched. So stretchy faith helps you to find your purpose. Let me tell you something. Abraham was stretched. God said to Abraham, and we learned this last week, move and I'll tell you where it is when you get there. And Abraham did it. Start moving with God. Listen, he started moving with God. And God started talking more and more as he kept taking steps toward God. And God said, I think it's time for a big stretch. I think it's time for a big stretch. Abraham, give me your son. Sacrifice your son to me. How many know that's a big stretch? So Abraham took his son and he uh, started to the mountain. And listen, I love this about Abraham. You can check it out. He, uh, he says to his servants, we'll be back. Not I'll be back. He said, we'll be back. Me and the boy. Well, I thought you were going to sacrifice the boy. I thought that was what was. But he says, in faith, he says, we'll be back. And we went up. He says, we're going up on the mountain to worship. And they go up there. And of course, God provides a ram. But here's what the book of Hebrews is, says about that whole thing. It says, Abraham had such faith that he believed if he offered his son, God had the power to raise him back up from the dead. How many know a person who said one day, they'll destroy this temple, but in three days, I'll raise it up again. And he pulled it off, right? It happened. And listen, I'm telling you, when you have stretchy faith, God will, God will begin to work in your life. And when he calls you to do something, it's not to punish you. It's to produce in you something that cannot be produced unless you stretch, unless you begin to reach out. And you've got to surrender to him, right? You gotta surrender to him in order to be stretched. And God's just in the habit of doing things like that. But let me tell you something, he'll bring something better into your life when he does. He'll bring something better. So what do you need to be stretched about today? What, what do you need to be stretched about? If you're gonna get stronger, you're gonna have to stretch. If, if you're going to go from minimum to maximum, you're going to have to stretch. And if Crossroads Church would stretch, listen, we wouldn't just impact this county. We would impact this country for the glory of God. Amen. 
Oh, listen, God can use you. God can use me. I'm tired of telling God I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. God, free us from our complaining. Free us from our excuses and give us the stretchy kind of faith that commands things to be done. Listen, you don't retire from the service of God. If some of you think, well, now you're not talking to me because I'm in retirement age. Listen, you don't retire from the work of the Lord. All right? So if you think you do, you're in the wrong church. I'm just telling you, because we're going to stretch and all of us are going to stretch, right? We're all going to stretch. Some of you need to stretch your praise. You need to stretch your arms. You need to stretch out to God and say, God, I don't care who looks at me. I don't care. I, I don't look dignified or whatever, kind of jumping up and down in my seat or whatever. Here's what I I think, I think people who get a little more excited than other people in worship might have been forgiven of a little bit more than somebody else, and they just can't hold it in. They can't hold it because of what God's done in their life. You see, if we'll stretch today, if you'll reach, I believe God will do miracles in and through your life today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the miracle working power of God that we can tap into. It's not of us. It's not, not our faith and how great we are. You said it's just a little bit of faith. It's almost embarrassing-sized faith, but yet it can do incredible things. So God, for those of us who maybe need to be stretched today, who need to stretch out our faith, help us to respond to you. Maybe you're here and you'd say, Craig, I think you're talking to me. I think I need to stretch my faith. I feel God working in my life. I want him to work in my life. I don't want to miss God. I don't want to miss anything that he has for me. And if it involves stretching and it may get uncomfortable or whatever, I'm willing to do that because I want to fully surrender to God and let him stretch me so that he can use me to the ultimate purpose that he has for my life. If that's you today, will you raise your hand and say, yes, 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 I want God to use me. At home, wherever you are, just stretch your hand toward the screen right now. I'm going to pray for every person. Father in heaven, I pray that you will move us closer to you. And God, for some of us, we got we, we to gotta get in your hands so you can stretch us, so you can stretch us out. And use us in ways that we would never dream possible. And God, I pray that you'll do that because nobody's too young, nobody's too old, nobody's too this or too that for you to use. You know exactly who we are. You saw us when we were formed and you can use us for your glory. And God, we believe as a result of today, Mountains are going to move. The tall trees are going to be uprooted. Those things in our life that have hung on for habits, hurts, hang-ups, God, 
We speak to them today. May they be uprooted. May your people be healed and whole, delivered, set free in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that. Maybe others of you, you're kind of like what I was saying before. You, maybe you've never used a little bit of faith that you have to reach up for a savior. And, and maybe you're trying to save yourself. I might just be good enough or whatever. And I'm just telling you, it's a hopeless case. It is for me anyway. I, I, I'm just never gonna be able to be perfect. I'm just never gonna be able to measure up to a holy God. But the good news for me and the good news for you is a savior came 2,000 years ago as a sacrifice for you and I. And because he lives, we can have life in him. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's all you gotta do. If you just don't have any more faith than to call on him, that's enough. That's enough to start things in motion and a forgiveness like you've never known before and a washing and a cleansing of your soul, of your very life, so that you can stand in right relationship with God. It's amazing. It's amazing grace. And if you're ready for that to happen in you, will you just raise a hand and say, yes, I need that today, yes. Hands in this room, just lift it up to the Lord online. Type the word decided in the chat, if you would, just decided so that we can know you're there and be praying for you. All right, everyone pray this prayer after me. We wanna make sure everybody around us prays this prayer and pray it with faith to God. Pray it after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross to pay for my sin. Today I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. I ask you to wash away my past, forgive me of all my sins, and give me a new beginning from this day forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Search me and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.